Welcome to How She Creates. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 20. I've got my partner in crime, Kaylee Gray, back on today, and we're talking about all the different ways that you can document your life and express who you are. Welcome to How She Creates. I'm your creative fairy godmother, Lauren. I'm here to take you behind the scenes with all your favorite makers to learn how they create. We'll discuss what it means to live a creative lifestyle, the best resources and tools for making, where to find inspiration, and so much more. I hope these conversations encourage you to make more stuff and share it with the world so we can all see how you create. Today's sponsor is Studio, who I am really excited to introduce you to as podcast listeners and creatives. Studio is a Swedish company who sells gorgeous, studio-quality handmade headphones worldwide for everyday use. Studio is working to revolutionize the way people see headphones as not just a tech device, but also as an accessory by emphasizing modern Scandinavian design and by matching the quality of the highest rated headphones on the market for just a fraction of the cost. They're offering a discount code to our listeners for 15% off any purchase they make with the code how she creates. I'll share more about my experience with my own studio headphones later in the episode. Welcome to today's show. I have a very exciting guest on that you've never heard of before, ever in the history of this show. I'm totally <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> um, nope. Our forever co-host, Kaylee Gray, is back on today. Um, and so it's been a while since we caught up with you. What's What's new with you? What's new with me? Mm-hmm. I have been, gosh, Lauren, put me on the spot. <laughs> I've been sick. <laughs> has been, I've been sick for like five months straight. Oh, with what, food, what so else? it's not bad. <laughs> what else? Um, I am up to date with my project life as of last night, as of this morning, and I have been journaling a lot in my silver room because I feel like. It is very easy to do. And I've been easy, right. needing easy lately. Yeah. That's what's new. What's new with you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I think the most exciting thing that I've done recently is I updated my capsule wardrobe. <laughs> um, I did a bit like the longest Instagram story in the history of Instagram stories about it yesterday. It's saved on my profile if anyone's curious um we are boring these are like the most exciting things happening in our lives like you've updated your wardrobe and I have (laughs) finished printing photos (laughs) I know and it's not even like that exciting like I just (laughs) moved some different clothes to a different shelf like (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh yep it's good to have boring a little bit yeah um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we have done a lot of big things recently. You know, we just relaunched Get Messy and um we're both working on projects like slowly but surely. So Yeah. I think the season of calm this is like a season of being calm and Yeah. All of that. Yeah, that's much better. I think we both have like bigger personal life things going on. Um so that's like taking up a lot of our creative like space and energy yeah. and time. 
Oh, also, like, we're totally launching Sketching Faces this week. <gasps> oh, my goodness. How do we forget about that? <laughs> yeah, so probably that. Yes, that's going to be awesome. I think that that's going to be one of our best classes. Um, so Sketching Faces is a new class coming out at Get Messy. Um, so you can find it just at getmessyartjournal.com slash shop shop slash sketching faces yep or just go um, to the shop yep um and so katie who is an incredible artist is teaching you how to draw realistic girls faces and the class is very technical but very simple to follow and you will be able to come out after you know taking the lessons and then practicing being able to draw really beautiful girls faces. And so I think that that is like one of those really important basic artist skills that I definitely don't possess. Um, but so I think people are going to love this class for that reason, because once you can master that, you can then like, you know, expand that skill into drawing more faces and other things and using, you know, portraits in your art journal and stuff. And it really will take your skills to a new level. Yes. It's going to be great. And Katie's such a wonderful teacher. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we'll have links to that in the show notes. And that comes out on Thursday, March 22nd. So if you're listening now, you've got a few days to wait and then it'll be up. But there's a free challenge happening right now. So on the Get Messy blog, we have a free lesson from Katie. And she has some really beautiful printables that you can print out that are um, – of girls' faces, and so you can color them in or paint them or cut them, use them in your art journal, however you want. And then she's hosting a challenge on Instagram this week, and if you participate in the challenge, you could win a free spot in the class. Yay. Yeah, so there's – yeah, that is actually a big thing going on. That's super fun. Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> That's why we're looking at other boring things. Yep. <laughs> Um, but today we are going to talk about documenting. Um, documenting is how we met initially through Project Life. And I feel like you are definitely one of the experts, resident experts on, <sighs> on documenting. And um, I don't know, it's something that we both do and that we both really love. And so it, was, it made sense for a good topic for today. Yes, it brought me here. Yep. So tell me why documenting is important to you. Hmm. I feel like for me, the documenting is less, less like something that I want to make and then look back on in 10 years. Like, I'm not worried about that. I think it's a very good process for me uh, to kind of process my feelings and to figure out what's happening so I started in 2013 and it was when my husband and I were just married and we moved to a new country and all that so I figured okay you know like I've been wanting to do this project life for a while so I'm going to do it now and um I started doing it and then like as I stayed as like so I moved to Germany and as Germany became more and more normal for me you know uh, the novelty of moving to a country had worn off. I realized, okay, I didn't have a job. It was literally legal for me to work. I was just sitting at home the whole day waiting for my husband to come back from work. And 
what documenting my life actually did. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have nothing for Project Life this week. I better go do something. So in 2013, documenting was a way of making sure I got out the house and made sure I had adventures, Um, even if it was small things, even if it was just like driving somewhere for the day or going on the train, or if it was big things like taking uh, a trip to Paris for the weekend or for the week or whatever, you know, uh, doing these kinds of things, knowing that I had to document it, knowing that if I didn't do something, I'd have nothing to document that was the purpose for it then. And nowadays the documenting for me is like a way of marking the changes in my son and seeing how he's growing because I know like my my mother always has like these very specific memories of me as a child. And I'm like, that definitely didn't happen. Or she'd be like, when you were a baby, like you didn't cry at all, even as a newborn. And I'm thinking, no, like I've seen a few newborns now, they all cry. There's no way I did it. So kind of documenting it now, even like looking back, I realize I've forgotten a lot already. So it's good that I've got that documenting. So I think, okay, <laughs> I'm like, this is a long ass answer, but my reasons have all have changed. In the beginning, it was because it encouraged adventure in me and it encouraged me not to stay at home. Uh, It's very good at making sure I don't get depressed. So it's good at preventing it, like by keeping busy. It's also a good way of being grateful. And yeah, with with Elliot now, it's a good way to make sure that I'm remembering correctly. I I love that you said that it was a way to to get you out and into having adventures. That's like my favorite answer. Um, and if anyone thinks that we're just going to talk about scrapbooking today, don't <laughs> drop off the call yet. We're getting past scrapbooking. We promise. Um, yes, I, I agree. Like I started documenting because I wanted because well because my mom definitely instilled that in me. She's always been a scrapbooker, and she you know taught me how to scrapbook as a kid, and and she's always documented our lives, and so she's definitely passed that down to me. Um, and when we got married, I realized that I wanted to document our lives too, because I wanted to do project life just because it was so awesome. Um, and, and I saw, cause I always thought that you were only supposed to like scrapbook and document your life when you had kids. But then I saw Elise who at this point, this is when like scrapbooking was new and she designed, um, the seafoam kit and she was similar to you, but her husband was deployed. And so she was just at home by herself. And so she was working to document just what like life by herself slash her deployed husband looked like. And that really inspired me that like I could document my days too. Like it was, you know, our life currently was also important. We didn't have to wait for kids to document. Um, and I loved it. And, um, I, I love looking, we, we both love looking back on, on the albums and, and being able to see the things that we did, because like you said, they are really tiny and inconsequential things, but they're really important and they're really fun to look back on. Um, I also had a friend who's my age pass away this year from um, complications after childbirth. And so she left a newborn and a two or three-year-old behind and All I could think of was all her children are going to have of her are photos um, because they're so little. Um, And that was like a really powerful, impactful moment for me that, 
you know, whatever happens, like this is something that I want to leave behind. And in that situation, you know, I know that she has some scrapbooks made, like she and I bonded over that when we were friends. I mean, we lived in different countries, not that we're not, we weren't friends anymore, but we just didn't see each other very often anymore. Um, But yeah, so that was just a big deal for me and just a really good reminder of why documenting is important because sometimes I think that it can be looked on as silly and like your grandma scrapbooks, but I'm like, no, like to these children, those scrapbooks that she left behind are, are going to be the most treasured things that they have from her. Um, so yeah, so it, it was a good, good reminder for me and good encouragement. Um, but we also document in other ways besides scrapbooking. Um, so what are some of the other ways that you document your life? So as I've gone through all my different life changes, the way the ways that I've been documenting have changed. So obviously I started with Project Live and then I started making mini books because that was a nice way to document a trip. But these days I'm a little bit less into the scrapbooking and more into documenting feelings and processing those kinds of things. So I moved on to Traveler's Notebooks, which is a very relaxed way of scrapbooking like heading more into journaling and um, obviously the art journaling which started out as a creative release and then it just turned into documenting kind of like scrapbooking in a way like you know like that I was I wasn't documenting things that happened and stuff but I was definitely documenting the way I was feeling about life at the moment which is I've realized now just as important. But lately I have been using a silver rerum journal, which is a fancy Latin word that means forest of things. And basically it's a commonplace journal. I just like the name because it means forest of things, which is so cool. So yeah, my commonplace book is the way I'm documenting at the moment. Um predominantly. Um, so what kind of things are you documenting in there? Um, so I realized I was keeping a lot of ephemera from my daily life, you know, receipts and business cards and stuff. And that wasn't finding its way into anything. And I'm a bit of a memory hoarder with, when it comes to paper, I've still got all like the papers from my childhood and all of that. So I didn't want them just sitting in a box like my childhood ones are at the moment so I just decided, okay, I'm going to put it into my art journal. Um, I think, oh, I watched the Brandy Kincaid webinar that you did for Get Messy with her. Mm-hmm. And did I do it with her? My memory is shot. <laughs> no, I did that one. <laughs> you did that one. Yes. Okay. Um, I watched that and I was next level inspired. She has a common book, a commonplace book. And I thought, you know what? That's what I can do with all the pieces. So I put those pieces in. I put my thoughts about what's happening. I just put in quotes that I've heard uh, from books that I've been reading, from shows that I've been watching, things Tia said to me, emails, message screenshots, every all the memories that I want to keep that can go in there do go in there. You keep a commonplace book too. Yes. So I also keep multiple notebooks. Um, I have a commonplace book that 
I did make inspired by Brandy. So it's just like a six by eight, really cute notebook I got from Target that's, you know, just has rings that I can put things in. And I use it mostly to capture ideas or like you said, paper pieces that I pick up along in the way um, and uh, quotes, um, different things like that. So sometimes I use it as just like a holder for things um, that I just want to hold on to. Um, but I'm not going to like put in project life or maybe, maybe I will eventually, but mostly I use it for stuff that inspires me in some way. And then when I need an idea or I'm working on a project, I will go back through it and, um, find a quote or something to inspire me. Like the other day I was working on an art journal page. I didn't know what to, it, it needed a quote, but I didn't know what, it, what it was. I flipped through my commonplace book and found one that I had written on a tag in there. Um, yeah, just things like that, that like, like a poem, I get like an email with a poem a day and sometimes they're really great. And so I'll print them out. And so I don't necessarily know exactly what I'm going to do with them, but you know, maybe three months later, like the right other bit of inspiration will come along and I'll want to like create an art journal page and use that poem in there. So that's what I keep in my commonplace book and how I use it. Mm, So you kind of have it as an active thing. Yes. Yes. I'm like referring back to it pretty consistently. Yeah. See, I I finished mine and I put it away and I'm done with it. I can't look back at it. Yeah. I yes. I definitely have notebooks like that. Um, but yeah, this one I like to use more actively, like you were saying. Um, yeah, I think my art journals are more like that. Like I will use them, I will create something and then I kind of close them and I'm done. I feel like that's finished. Mm. Yeah. I like the way you do it. Maybe I should um, do, maybe I should have one for those kinds of things. So then yeah, I mean, when, when you're putting your stuff in, are you like worrying about it looking pretty? Are you... No, this is the ugliest notebook. Brandy's are beautiful. Brandy's are beautiful, but mine are all like half torn pieces of paper that I have scribbled in my terrible handwriting in. Um, and so I, I, I go back and forth between sometimes I had this like little tiny notebook I'll carry in my purse for ideas sometimes. Um, but I like the commonplace because I can put stuff in and take it out. That's kind of the difference in the two for me is that I can add more things in and then take it back out later if I want to use it in something else. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's cool. And, and like, did you say what type of things you document in there? Like, give me like a quick list. A quick list. Business cards, receipts. I've even put in like my sick notes from the doctor uh, magazine clippings, a lot of quotes, things I've been hearing, screenshots from Instagram things, emails. I should have actually brought my book out and then I can <laughs> tell you exactly. <laughs> no, no, that's perfect. The um, one, my most recent one, I, I started creating it and I just started putting in all the bits that I had kept Uh, So there was, for example, a card that my parents sent, TNI for our anniversary. Um, There was a picture, a postcard that I received randomly that had 
violets in, which is the February birth flower. And February is for my son and also for our marriage anniversary. So it's an important one. So put that in. Anyway, and then as I was putting all these things in, I realized, you know, like this is a lot of flowers in here. So it ended up being a flower commonplace book and how important all the different flowers are to me. Like there was some, I also put in some pressed flowers and all of that. Oh, so it does become a creative space for you that you are actually working in it and creating something new. Yeah. So maybe like where you, you use yours like to collect all your stuff and then you process it. I think this is me processing it immediately. Yes. Yes. I, yes, I agree. Mine is for like a later date. Yours is like currently working in. But I like the way you do it because then I don't need to have like a box full of paper. I would have, <laughs> yeah. you know, like an album full of paper. Yeah. And then you could just pull from it. I like that. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah, I've even I mean, got like, I've got an album for it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And even if it just like all goes in the notebook and it's like pretty, just like it is, that's, that's totally fine too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to take a quick break and tell you about my new studio headphones. So fact about me is that I have very small, tiny ears, and it is really difficult for me to find headphones like earbuds that work really well. And so it's always a problem. And my earbuds broke recently and studio reached out and wanted to work with the podcast. And so I was super, super excited when I went to their website and saw how incredibly gorgeous their headphones were. And so they sent me this pair there. I have the tray pink wireless headphones and you guys they are pink and they're rose gold and they're really light and they're so so beautiful and they fit my weird tiny ears but they have they come with three different sizes of the wingtips for um, listening so they will fit any size ears um, if that's not a weird thing you're worried about like i am Um, but these headphones are again they're just so gorgeous but Headphones are really important as creatives because I am constantly listening to podcasts while I create, while I'm walking, um, or listening to music and audiobooks. And so having a good pair of headphones is always really important. And these wireless headphones have completely changed my creating game because now I'm not attached to my phone by having to plug in and I'm able to wear them while I'm creating and painting and I'm not worried about my phone getting paint on it or I'm able to go out for a walk if I wanna clear my head and um, I can leave my phone in my bag or my pocket and it's not connected again because I have these great wireless headphones. Um, So I love the quality of them. Again, I love that they're so gorgeous. So I would love it if you would check out Studio, which is S-U-D-I-O. They ship free worldwide. They have really great prices. They have a really great line. They have a lot of different options. Um, And they, like I said, they're just beautiful. I mean, they're from Sweden, which is where we got Ikea from. And everyone loves Ikea. So you know the design is on point. Um, So check out Studio. Use your discount code, HowSheCreates, for 15% off any of your purchases. And I would love to see what you get. So let me know. And I hope you enjoy leveling up your podcast listening with some new awesome headphones. Now, back to our conversation. 
So how else do you document and process your life and what's going on? With art journaling. (laughs) Art journaling is a very good way to do that because while you're switching paint on the page or while you're sticking down seemingly random images and collage ephemera, you know, you're busy thinking about your life sometimes it's enough just to represent how you're feeling on the page with uh, images from other people, like from a magazine or something. And sometimes I write a little bit extra. And sometimes I only write. Oh, you only write? Yeah. So like the mo- one of my most recent art journals, I actually finished an art journal during a Get Messy Hangout. I mean, it doesn't say much because I don't put a lot in it. You know, it's very quick for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pro of minimalism. But um, it is a moleskin cahier. I don't know how to pronounce that French word. Um, do you know how to pronounce it, cahier? Um, I don't know how to pronounce anything. I am Southern. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are the last people you need to ask about pronunciation. <laughs> I know that I've got moleskin correct, so I've got one out of two. Okay, but wait, um, no, no, no. I thought it was moleskin. A eh? that's if you're Italian. Actually, I do you know that I researched <laughs> this because <laughs> I researched it, and apparently they officially say that you can pronounce it however you want. Well, thank but you. That's it's, very helpful. <laughs> it's. I feel like an idiot to say moleskin. Eh? Like what? Oh yeah, definitely don't say that. <laughs> no, but I think that's like the original Italian way because they're an Italian company. Mm. Anyway, well, okay. Yeah. So it's the one of those craft ones. It's a five size. I think it's the Moleskin Large. Um, and I just went through like with very limited supplies, and then event like some of the pages literally just have words on like. I know specifically because we spoke about it during the hangout. Uh, one of them just said, it's too much and it's not enough. And that's pretty like vague talking about it to you now. But I know exactly what I was talking about. And for me, that's what I needed to say about the topic. And I think as a whole, like that whole journal, if you if I went back, then I would know exactly what I'm talking about. So sometimes... One sentence for me is enough to say on the topic. And sometimes I need a page. Like another one of those pages, I wrote the whole page and then I stuck things over it Mm. kind of thing. And that for me, that was, so I was processing something that had happened that, you know, like that would never, it, it wasn't like a good topic. So it would never have gone into Project Life or a scrapbook or even my commonplace book, but I use my art journal kind of as a way to process the feelings that I was feeling about it. And even if part of processing it was just the way I tore out some paper, you know, it helped. Yeah, I've been working on my 100-day project. Um, I started early in case anyone is confused about the date so that it would finish in time because I'm traveling all summer. Um, and I'm doing a hundred days of collage and I have noticed really quickly that this has become a big place of like documenting and processing for me. And I'm using, you know, mostly all magazine images and clippings and things like that, or just like torn up paper, like you're saying. Um, but a big part of what I'm doing is 
titling each spread or putting a quote or a question or some words. Not, I'm not using quotes. Um, that's not a good description. But I have noticed that they are very quickly becoming a reflection of how I'm feeling every day. Um, one of the probably the most popular one that I've posted was a reflection I had. We were having a conversation with um, some friends of ours, and they are facing a really big, difficult decision. And um, so I made a page, and it was all these blue circles, and then I had the one like purple square in there and I put choices on it, um, just to like reflect and represent kind of how I was processing through that conversation and, and, and kind of the choice they were facing and, and all of that kind of things. And, and, and so from there, that's just, that was a really good concrete example of, of one of the collages and how I'm reflecting through them, but they have become very reflective of what I'm going through and what I'm feeling and the questions I'm asking. Um, and I think this is a very, I don't know, it's still pretty abstract, but, but more direct representation of, of me documenting what's going on through more abstract art. Um, so this has been a really fun and interesting project. I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm on like day like 20 something. So we'll see, you know, once we're in like day 80, if it's still the same. I love that so much. I think there's so much to be said for something that you're doing every day for a hundred days, because naturally, you know, like your, your insights are going to come out, like the way you're feeling and things that are happening is going to come out if you're doing the same thing every day. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, and the more that I've kind of given into that and just like let that flow, it the pages come out so much easier, so much better. Um, I feel so much better after doing them. It's been a really good process and experience. I love that so much. It's interesting because uh, your last year's one is a direct documentation because you did the Hundred Days of Love for Korea, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's like pretty obviously a documenting of Korea. And this yes. one, and so, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you go. But yeah, so I think that that's a really good um, like juxtapos juxtaposition of the two of them, of the more abstract representation of how to document your life and how to very specifically document something oh, I love it I love it I feel like with all of our art parts of us are going to come through in it yeah yeah absolutely and even in that project the career project um I mean there were specific stories and photos of specific places and things and sometimes I just like made a list of something. Um, but sometimes it was very like heartfelt and deep and meaningful of like be sharing my feelings towards something. And so it was a really fun, um, project that kind of encompassed both of those things. I really love it. Um, you so almost yeah, you almost convinced me to do a hundred day project. <laughs> yeah it's not for the faint of heart for sure <laughs> but you've got a podcast episode on it right yes i have a huge episode about how to choose prepare maintain your um 
creative 100 day project and I have a whole class. So if you want to do a similar project to what I did for Korea last year and you want to tell your story of where you live and you want to do it with the 100 day project, there are 200, so 100 photo and 100 journaling prompts in the class for you. So your project is pretty much done. All you got to do is (laughs) take photos. Yeah. Um, And it's called Stories from Here. And so you can find it on my site and I will link to it in the show notes, of course. Love it. But are there any other ways that you document your life? Uh, Project life. I'm still doing that. I don't think I will ever stop doing that. I feel like it's a really easy way to scrapbook without the crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I've even gone like to the even like even more minimalist than you approach where I'm only using two photos and one journaling card that is the same every single week. So I like want to encourage people that it is totally doable. It doesn't have to be a huge ordeal. Yeah, let's let's talk about your approach because I think that's really, really cool where you said, okay, you want to do like project life, but you don't want to have like all the baggage that it brings and, you know, you get really guilty if, you, if you're um, delayed or you're not like up to date with everything. And I I also found that I was having a lot of like anxiety around making decisions and making the spreads, which I know is so weird, but it it, it like became this thing where I was like really concerned about how they looked, of course, and I just couldn't make decisions. There were just too many options and I wanted it to be this like big work of art and I was spending like hours working on one page and then it wasn't fun anymore. Um, and then I couldn't keep that up. And so I talked to you about it and I just went to two pictures and some journaling. Cause that, that was what was important to me was I wanted a picture and I wanted to tell the story cause the stories are important to me. Yeah. It's weird how we evolve. I feel like in the beginning when I was doing project life, all I wanted to do was take photos and put the photos in and all that. And now I want to do all this journaling. Is this like an old person thing, Lauren? (laughs) I think as we've matured and we realize the importance of story, that's what it is. We have a lot to say. (laughs) Maturing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've wanted to freaking journal and journaling takes forever, like compared to just putting a photo in. It, It does, but I just feel like it deepens the story so much. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I just do like, uh, highlights kind of thing. Like this week we went to so-and-so and we did this and it was fun and blah, blah, blah. Um, and sometimes I'll tell a more specific story, but for the most part, it is really just the highlights. Yes. Um, so for me, my like memory keeping and documenting motto has stayed the same forever. And that is, if I'm doing more than nothing, then that is good. Oh, that's so like that's a perfect motto. Yeah. Like if I'm getting overwhelmed, like that that like need to make it pretty and all that stuff is real. Like the anxiety over that is real. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're sharing it on Instagram, you know, you want to make it look Instagram pretty. But yep. if I'm like feeling like I'm behind in it or 
you know, I haven't documented enough, then I just remind myself I'm doing more than nothing. So we're all good here. Yeah. And I think that's like the whole point of today's conversation is documenting yourself, your life, your emotions is really important, however you choose to do it. Exactly. And figuring out um, what works for you, like you figuring out your 2018 plan, um, spending some time thinking about the best way that you can do it is a good idea. Yes. That, but not that too makes- much time. Like we spoke about that for a long time, Lauren. <laughs> we did. We did. Cause I was very torn. I had a lot of ideas and I, <laughs> and I think I was just afraid of like copping out, but now I realize like I haven't kept project life the past few years. And so the fact that I went with the easiest thing possible and now I've kept it, that is like you said, is way more important because I didn't do anything the past years. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what are our like top three tips for people who want to document their life, document themselves or feelings, but don't know kind of what to do? Uh, Number one, more than nothing is enough. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, I think we both do a lot of documenting because that's who we are and that's coming, that's kind of like our business and and what we do. Um, But I think number two would be to just pick a simple way that you enjoy Mm. and make it work for you. Yeah. Even if that's literally just painting abstract paintings once a week, you know, that's also a way. Um, I know in 2016 when we were having fertility problems and all that stuff, um, all of my art journals were black and I didn't say anything about the infertility or anything but you could clearly see I was having a rough time with the blackness so Mm -hmm. I think that's gonna like come out automatically yeah I mean and so I mean you can go as abstract as abstract painting or you can go as literal as just journaling and just doing morning pages you know I know we both do morning pages every day where it's just like free flow writing and you never go back and read it you never do anything with it you never show anybody um but that is a perfectly acceptable form of documenting. Mm. Yeah, um, we need to talk about that some more. Yeah. After our third tip. <laughs> okay. After our third tip. So then our so our first tip is anything is better than nothing. Our second tip is find one simple way that works for you. And number three. What is our, what is our third tip? Um I feel like those two are pretty comprehensive. They are. They are. Um, but I would just say don't be afraid to change it because I think it changes oh, yes. with, with your as your life goes by, yeah. as you change. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't need to stay the same. Things, yeah, your life changes and it makes sense. Yeah. Let's talk about morning pages, Lauren. I'm too excited about this. Okay. <laughs> So, okay, what are you, what journal are you using for your morning pages? Is it beautiful? Um, Immaculate? Yes and no. I have been flying through morning page journals recently, um, but I have been using that as my excuse to use up the journals that I have. Um, I used to use just like, um, you know, those like 
notebook, like notepads, like the yellow legal pads. Um, I've used those before and that's perfectly fine. But now I just have like so many just journals that I've collected from just everything and people have given me. And um, so I've just been using this as an excuse to just use those, even though they're pretty journals and they're nice journals. Um, I have to just use them up and the handwriting in in the journals is so terrible that you couldn't even read it if you tried. I love that. That is such a good idea. Yeah. What about you? What do you use? Um, I was using my A4 hardcover moleskin, but I'm using the soft cover craft ones now. Those cohe- those names I can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what do you feel like your morning pages are useful for? How does that help you document? So it's very good at processing feelings. It's good at taking all my anxiety off and um, just starting the day fresh and so that I can invite the creativity into my day. You know, get get like vomit all the rubbish out and then make magical things. <laughs> yep. I totally agree. And I definitely use it as like kind of a self-check-in. Um, cause I realize that I will write the phrase I need to, I have to over and over and over again. And when I see that phrase, I will either change the language and say like, I don't actually need to, you know, paint a hundred abstracts every single day. Um, that's like one of those, I like recognize that as one of my triggers of me feeling like I should be doing something, but I like don't have time or I don't actually want to, or I'm like overloading myself with too many burdens or expectations. Um, and so that's like a good trigger for me. Um, or it's something I realize I just need to let it go because I clearly Mm -hmm. am writing the same thing over and over, but I'm not doing it. So I need to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I'm not going to try and sing. <laughs> um, I love yeah, so that, I'm, Lauren. You're such a social worker. <laughs> that is true. Lauren uh, is like my personal life coach. <laughs> <laughs> and Kaylee's my organizational. <laughs> You see, Mental. so that's funny because mine always tend to like end up in to-do lists. M- mine do too. I, yeah. I have a lot. Of <laughs> I'm not going um, Because they're just the things weighing on me that I'm like, I have to write it down or else I can't focus. You know, like I know I need to do this. So let me just write down my to-do list real quick in here and then I can like get through my whatever else is in there. I know that some people say, well, a lot of people say that they tend to be very negative in their in their morning pages and so and also like they're a little bit of like a bitch. So they don't want to, you know, like they complain the whole time and they are negative and all that. And so for them, like kind of seeing this as a way of documenting would be like catastrophic because they don't want to remember themselves like this. You know, this is like the the grit the dirt yeah and i think it's so good for processing though in that sense exactly and i think also like say you complaining about like bob at work is being horrible and that's all you do for your whole morning pages and you write 10 pages about how bob was horrible 
if one day you decide to go back and you see it, I don't think you would see yourself as a complainer or any that you just think, oh, well, this Bob guy is not that nice. I remember Bob. He was terrible. Yeah. So yeah, when no, you are, when there is some space, then you're a bit more objective about your life and kinder to yourself. Well, yeah. And that's why like one of the number one rules about morning pages is that you're not supposed to go back and read them for that reason, I think. Um, but I guess I definitely, it's just so interesting for taking in my moods because I see these like huge mood swings that I have in there where I wake up and I'm like, today's the day I'm going to seize it. (laughs) And then the next day I would be like, if I have to drag my dying carcass across the room, like, (laughs) yes. I love it. Yeah, I think so, that's like the main thing about documenting your life is that you like as a whole and being objective about your life. So documenting helps you be very objective about your life, both good and bad. But, you know, you kind of if you look back, you kind of see how you go through seasons. And like if I even look back on my son's like one year album, I see, you know, like the newborn stage was horrible for us and we were completely like taken by surprise. But I look back and I'm like, hey, you know, like one, like we got through it and two, things weren't so bad, which if I was then and I told myself that I'd probably shoot myself, you know, would not be <laughs> but, you know, like laugh, the good things, even in the bad. And I think documenting really helps you see that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, It is. It's like a practice in gratitude. I would absolutely say that about documenting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I'm changing. I'm changing up. I just had this yesterday. I'm changing up my project life. So since 2013, I've always had week in review because I wasn't good at journaling. So I just like write like what we did this week. This year, you might like this. I'm going to write things that made me happy in the week. Oh, I love that so much. Mm. And you know, and, and Kayla, you probably are still going to write the same type of things, but just yes. framing it in that gratitude mindset makes all the difference. Exactly that. It. That is exactly what happened. I just ended up writing exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh, and that brings me to, I have a gratitude notebook that I never write in. <laughs> That's <laughs> that obviously a great form of documenting. That's it's obviously because you got nothing to be thankful for, right? I know it's so okay. So here's the line, people. Like we've talked about the hundreds of ways mm. that we document. The gratitude notebook was like the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> um, but if you're not into documenting the way we are, but you do want to do something like this, then I would highly recommend getting it. They make gratitude notebooks like line a day. You can just mm. get any notebook and just every day write down one thing you are thankful for and it is a huge practice it will absolutely change your life for sure I'm actually going to pull mine out right now and and that's going to be my goal is to use it a little bit more frequently um but yeah that is a super simple way of perfectly documenting those wonderful things that you do want to remember yes and it'll make your life better yeah oh man this has been 
a really fantastic conversation. I hope that people are leaving with lots of great ideas for new things that you can do to document who you are and to process through your emotions and your life and what's happening for you. I hope that all of our very ADD way of documenting things has given you some new ideas and to know that it's okay. Whatever you choose to do, it's totally okay. You don't have to do a hundred. Yeah. We didn't even touch, like, even if people are Instagram, that is also a way. <gasps> oh, okay. Here's my one spiel about Instagram that I will say. Instagram is fantastic. It is one of the best ways to document. I absolutely love it, but you have to still, you have to take one more step and do something else with it though, because Instagram can A, go away, or B, you post a billion pictures and then you can't find the old ones. Um, So I think that if you're going to document via Instagram and maybe you disagree with me and maybe you're perfectly fine with just knowing that it's there, um, I still think you have to print the photos and captions or use chat books. That is like the best thing ever um, where you just like link up your Instagram to it and it just automatically mails you a scrapbook every time you hit like a certain number, like a printed book. Um, I don't know. Do you agree with me? I do. I do. I like that caveat to social media sharing is that you need to turn it into something tangible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and chat, chat books, right? Yeah. Chat, chat books is a very easy way to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just the easiest way that, cause they just do it for you. Um, but you can do it any way that you want. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely love Instagram and even just kind of take it if you don't want to move off Instagram, just to make sure you use hashtags, um, mm. like my stories from here, my stories from Korea are um, under the 100 days of love for Korea hashtag. And when I was in Korea, I did not collect my Korea photos by putting a hashtag on them. And I know that I shared a ton of beautiful things and memories, but now I can't find them because I have thousands of, of Instagram photos, Mm -hmm. but I can find my 100 stories from that hashtag. And that made me create a hashtag for here in the UAE or in the Middle East. So anything we do that's in the Middle East um, that I post about, I I have a hashtag for it so that I can go back and find all of my Middle East photos together. Mm, I love the way you do that. Yeah. And like you have one for Elliot and. Yeah. I'm not good with it though. Oh yeah. Also, sorry. His name is apparently <laughs> from 50 shades of gray. That's right. That's right. <laughs> not know this. I try to hashtag him Elliot gray and there were like lots of hashtags already. There were lots and of very inappropriate and things. Oh, I'm so sad. I did not know that until after he was born. Yes, future parents, you have to check your baby's hashtag before you choose the <laughs> name. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, all right. I think we've covered the full gamut of documenting now if we missed a way make sure you tell us on instagram using the how she creates hashtag and you can um, tag both of us and chat with us on instagram i am lauren likes blog and i am kaylee gray and gray is with an e
And Kaylee is also very difficult to spell. But yeah, you'll find on Lauren. <laughs> yeah, you'll find it. Don't worry. Um, okay, so for our last segment, um, every episode I am spotlighting a small female art business that um, we love and we want to support and see more women artists out there doing awesome. And so Kaylee has someone she wants to um, spotlight today. Yeah, so something that actually – it's nice that it, it fits in quite nicely with this episode, but this product that I've been using that is really, really helping with my documenting and stuff is this thing called a pocket page notebook. And basically it's a traveler's notebook with pockets in. So it's kind of a mix between a journal and a project life. And so every second page, I think it is. So one page is paper and then it's a pocket. So you can put in, you know, like, photos or fancy things like confetti and stuff like that and it is sold exclusively at this Australian store called the Stamp Spot but they deliver it internationally which is great for me and the owner is the owner is Michelle and Michelle is such a lovely 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 woman and she also documents and she also creates things and she's so lovely and has been a game changer so that is definitely like my current current obsession it's been like for the past nine months my current obsession but these pocket page notebooks made by michelle yeah they're really incredible i'm really excited to get my hands on one um, because they definitely like you were saying they like combine the multiple ways that we both like to document. Um, so I will have links to Michelle's notebooks in the show notes, which are going to be lauren-likes.com slash podcast. Um, and you can get all the links of things we talked about here today. You can connect with us. You can find Michelle. Um, you can find our sponsors. All of that thing, all of those things are going to be in the show notes. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Kaylee, for sharing all of your wisdom. And we will see you guys next week. No, wait, there will not be an episode next week because I will be traveling for spring break. But we'll see you in two weeks for a new episode of How She Creates. Thank you so much for listening to How She Creates. I would love to see how you create. Share what you're making on Instagram using the hashtag HowSheCreates. If you love learning about creativity with me, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. Grab your art supplies and I'll meet you back here next week for another episode of How She Creates.